turning to your Bibles to the books of Acts, and we're going to look at chapter 20 of the book of Acts and verses number 17 through 28. Acts chapter 20, verses 17 through 28. What we're going to be looking at tonight is uh, we've done a lot of talk here in the recent uh, past about being a good example in our day-to-day life, being an example to others around us here in our community, there in your own homes, and also there at school. So tonight, what we're going to be looking at is what does it take to be a good leader? That is something as youth members here at New Song, we need to start looking at is how to be a leader. And what does it take to be a leader? Because once you start school here in the just a little over a month, I know that's uh, not really what you want to be looking at, but that's something we got to get to. Because a lot of y'all went off the youth camp, had a great time, got fired up. What is the next step? We can't just leave that youth camp experience at youth camp. We got to take all those things that we learned and bring it back and allow God to use those things to, to reach out to our community right here at, in the Centerton, Bentonville, Rogers, all that area. So we got a job to do. We've already accepted that calling. Once you accept Christ as your Savior, you accept the calling upon your life to be someone that's going to disciple others. So the first thing we got to do is be a leader to lead people to Christ so we can disciple them. And that's going to be taking up what a leader does. So tonight we're going to look at um, the Apostle Paul and looking at his life a little bit and what it, what made him a good leader. And then how will that translate into what we have to do once school starts, how to be a good leader on our school campuses. Um, actually, uh, while we was at lunch, I got to eat lunch with the uh, Pastor CJ and his family and also the uh, Youth Alive missionary that was here this morning, got to visit with him a little bit, and uh, he shared with me that some of you have signed up to be campus missionaries, and that's great and awesome. I, I like to hear that, but it's one thing to sign up to be a campus missionary, but it's a, another thing to actually do the work of a campus missionary. And so I want to encourage every one of you, not just the ones that have signed up, but if you have not signed up, but I still want you to be a campus missionary because that is the greatest mission field that you are on is those public school campuses. Doesn't matter if it's middle school, high school, what grade area, it is a mission field. And right now, you are the missionary to that campus because you may be the only one that can share the love of Christ with that person. It is illegal for me to, to step on that campus and start preaching, but you can preach and live the gospel each and every day. You're with those students eight hours out of a day. You can live for Christ on that campus. And so we're going to look at these things in uh, Acts chapter 20 and verses 17 to 28 to kind of help us be able to take on the good traits of a leader. So starting in verse number uh, 17 of Acts chapter 20, it said, From Miletus, Paul sent to the Ephesian for the elders of the church, which means he called forth all the elders. They was going to have a pastor's meeting, pretty much. And he wanted to get some things over to them. 
In verse 18, when they arrived, he said to them, You know I, how I lived the whole time I was with you. From the first day I come to, into the providence of Asia. I served the Lord with great humility with, and with tears, although I was severely tested by the plots of the Jews. You know I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you. Have have thought you uh, taught you publicly and from house to house. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have the faith in our Lord Jesus. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going into Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison, prison and hardship are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing. If only to may I finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. Now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Therefore, I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of all men. For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves and all of your flock, which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Dear and the Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you've done for us. And I just pray that you would just use me tonight, that you would anoint my lips to speak your word to this congregation, and that your, your words would just lodge into their hearts and begin to bear fruit in their life. And we just pray for the remainder of this service that you would just have your way. We thank you and praise you. Amen. Now, Paul, if you know anything about Paul, he once persecuted the Christians. He hated Christians so much that he would persecute them. And if you know anything about Paul, you know at one time his name was Saul. And then God basically blinded him on the road to Damascus and said, why are you persecuting people that love me? He saw God for who he was. And God made a, a big change into his life, even renamed him. And th even throughout, once he got saved, he kind of had the same traits that he had before, but it was now being used in God's will instead of persecuting the, uh, the Christians. And so we are going to look at some of those traits First off, in order to be a good leader, you must serve with humility. In Acts chapter 20, verses 18 and 19, we just looked at it, and it says, When they come to him, he said to them, You'll know from the first day I came to Asia, in the, what manner I also lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials which happened 
to me by the plotting of the Jews. Paul was a humble man. Now, mind you, a lot of times when people look at humility and being humble, they think of a weak person. That that's somebody I can run over. But that's not the case. Being humble and being uh, humiliate, uh, being, let me get my words together. Be, living and serving in humility doesn't mean that people are running over you. You can still have the boldness of Christ in your life. You can still proclaim Jesus Christ and be a strong person, but also being humbled. As it read in the later scriptures, it even said that Paul even stated, my whole life is nothing without Christ. My life doesn't mean anything unless I do what God has called me to do. So we got to understand that it's not about us. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about God and what he wants out of our life. And we talked about that a lot of time, that to be a true Christian a lot of time, we have to think of others first. As we are growing this youth group, we don't need to think about what this youth group can do for me, but what can I do to help this youth group grow? What can I do to help others want to be a part of of this youth group. More importantly, what can I do for people to come to know Christ as their Savior? So we got to have a little bit of humility about us. Know that it's not about us. That it's not about what all, how, how good of a leader that I can be for myself. It's how good of a leader can I be for God. And we got to be humble to know that it's not within our, within our own power because it's not. You as a person cannot change a single person. Your friends that walk down that hallway when you start school back, you cannot change that person no matter how much you want to. But if you allow God to use you and to speak through you, then you can lead them to Jesus and Jesus can change them. So we got to remember to lead with humility. Number two, a leader must have the courage to say what needs to be said. Acts chapter 20, verse 20, it said, How I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you, and taught you publicly and from house to house. Leaders sometimes have to say hard things to people. There must be corrections in some people's lives. Paul said that he had done that publicly. It meant that he preached, he was preaching what was needed to be said in order to lead them properly. Sometimes you have to say the tough things in life. You've got to call sin, sin. You can't sugarcoat it. There's a lot of pastors out there today that wants to say, God loves everybody. God's grace will su supply. You don't have to repent of your sins because that's grace. But that's not truth. Because if you read on down in the scriptures that we just read, it has to come to repentance. 
everyone that ever wants to ever make it to heaven have to have repentance in their life. So a true leader is going to say what needs to be said, no matter how hard it is. But there is a difference in saying those to beat somebody over the head and saying it out of true love. And that's what we got to understand. In order to really work and to see somebody come to Christ, we need to preach the truth, but love them while we're doing it. And a lot of times that means we have to step out of our comfort zone and build a relationship with that person before we can tell them the truth. So it's a process that we have to go through in order to see our friends change, in order to see our school change. It takes a process. We have to build relationships with one another. And then when that relationship is there, then God is going to give you the knowledge of knowing when is the right time to have those tough talks with that person. God's going to give you that knowledge. But you can't be afraid to have those talks with your friends. Telling them that if you don't change your life, then you're going to die and go to hell. You keep on the road that you're going, it's going to lead you to destruction. Stay away from the sin. Stay away from the things that's going to drag you down. We've got to call it like it is. But there's a difference in doing it and beating them over the head than it is to do it in love. Number three. A leader must have the courage to do what needs to be done. We see this in Acts chapter 20, verses 22 through 23. And see now, I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying the chains and tribulations awaits me. We have to be willing to go to places that we know we're going to be made fun of. we got to go to the places that we know that people are going to just tease us and rag us and even maybe spit up on us and cuss us. we got to be prepared for that. But we still got to go when God calls us. Look at Jonah. He was called to go to Nineveh. But he knew that was, it's going to be a tough place to minister. He knew that he would have opportunities of even being killed. So he ran. And he got swallowed by a big fish. Now God gave him a second chance to go to Nineveh. And he did. And he preached the gospel. And he's seen a lot of people get saved. A lot of people, especially teenagers, you hear messages time and time again about going into your schools, that God wants you to go into your schools to see your friends saved, to win the lost. You heard it during camp. You heard it during messages. And there's going to be a a lot of students that's going to run from that calling. Are you willing to step on that school campus? To take a stand for Christ and allow God to use you. 
That's what we have to look at tonight. Are we going to be brave enough to go into the battle? Knowing that there could be things that said about us. Knowing that things could actually be done to us. Are you willing to go into that battle? A good leader would go every time. There has been missionaries all throughout the history of the Assemblies of God that has gone into country knowing that their life could be ended at any time. But God called them to go. And they are willing to serve. We have a missionary right now that he was here just not too long ago. Brother Mike Brogan. Him and his family is in China right now. And at any time, if the China, Chinese um, government knows what he's there for, he could be executed, he could be in prison, he could, there's a, a lot of things that could be done. But he answered the call. He's willing to put his life on the line for the Lord Jesus Christ. There has many, been many missionaries that we can go through that has been killed. There's many pastors that's been arrested and beaten in other countries. But they was willing to do it because of the gospel. Because they know how powerful the gospel is in people's life. And they have answered that call to go into all of the world and preach the gospel. To every single person. Are you willing to step up on that school campus. To see a difference in your school. Number four. A leader must have a caring attitude. Acts chapter 20 verse 36. And when he has said these things. He knelt down and prayed with them all. People do not know how much you know until they know how much you care. Basically, simply, people don't care about the knowledge that you have. They don't even care about how much of the gospel that you have in you unless they know that you care about them. We have to care about people we have to care about our loss and dying schools major part of being a leader is caring about the people that is following you and they have to know that you care it's not to say oh look at me I'm I'm some mighty person. No. It's about truly caring for their lives. Where are they going to be spending eternity? What is their life going to be like? Everyone in here knows that life is not perfect. That life is not a bed of roses. We all go through things. And if we just show someone else how much we care about their situation, no matter what we may be going through, but care about their situation to 
take some time during a during in between class or during lunchtime just to sit down and say, you know, I can see on your face that you're going through something. I may not know what that something is, but I can see all over your face that you're going through something. And I just want you to know that God loves you. And I love you. You may not know that person personally. You may, that, you may know that person very well. But just showing that you care about them and ask them, may I pray with you? Will make a big difference in their life. Caring about others more than yourself, that's going to be a huge thing in leading somebody to Christ. Number five. A leader generally has a strong will. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy in the ministry which I received from the Lord to testify the gospel of the grace of God. If anyone had strong will, it was Paul. It was amplified in all that he'd done even more when he was before he was saved, like we talked about a little bit at the beginning of the message, that Paul was a very strong person, no matter whether before he was saved or after he was saved. He was a strong person. When he, there was a job to do, he was willing to do it. And just because... He came to Christ, that did not change. It just intensified a little bit more. He was passionate about the people. And wherever God was sending, he would go. Whatever God would have him to speak, he would speak, no matter if it did step on a few toes. And the people that followed Paul didn't take it as a huge offense because they knew he truly cared about them, that he wanted the best for them. As Christians, we need to be very strong people. We don't need to sit silent. We need to let our voices known. We need to let God's will be known. But we also got to care. There's many ministers that has poured into my life as I started the ministry and every one of them, just about every single minister that I've ever sat down to and talked to has said these words to me. To be a minister, and this is not just a person that preaches on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights, but this is any minister. And I believe this is even true for you as you're walking around your schools. To truly minister to somebody, you need to be thick-skinned, and tender-hearted, which simply translate into your heart needs to be about the people, and you need to be transparent to people, willing to be hurt, because when you're serving others, you're going to be hurt, but you need to be thick-skinned where you can take that hurt.
Be willing to get hurt in order to see lives changed. Being a minister is not easy. But it's rewarding. It's a great experience when you're able to sit down with somebody at the school lunch table or in between classes or even if you get them to come to church with you. It's a great experience to lead them into the Lord's Prayer, into a salvation prayer. To see their lives change is so rewarding. But one thing a lot of Christians forget to do is after you lead them to Christ, that's not the end of the road. It only begins. Then you take on the road to disciple them. I love the assemblies of God. I have been in the assemblies of God all my life. I've been credentialed with the assemblies for at least, I think, uh, going on eight years now. But one of the things that the assembly of God churches today are missing, because we put we have put so much emphasis, and it's a great emphasis to evangelize. The world, but we're forgetting to disciple. And as people that's going to be walking across these high schools and junior highs in the next few months, I want you to realize we got to share the gospel every time we uh, walk on that campus. We got to live the life, we got to tell it. But also, when you see somebody change their life, whether you help lead them to Christ or if it was someone else, but if you hear of someone that has given their life to Christ, go to them and make sure they're being discipled. Encourage them. Say, are you reading the Bible every day? Are you praying daily? Is there anything I can help you with? Are there any questions about the Christianity walk that you don't understand that I make an answer for you. If I don't have the answer, let me go talk to my youth pastor. Let me go talk to my pastor and get the answer for you. And make sure you're helping them to grow. Because we got to understand, as leaders, and I want every one of you to be a leader, as leaders, we got to help people to get off the milk. And what I mean by that is when people first come to Christ, they are new babes in Christ. So they need people to help them to understand how to live for Him, what God expects out of us. And that's being a babe. That's being on the, uh, on the milk. But we shouldn't always stay there. After a while, they got to get into the meat of the word. They have to start doing Bible studies by themselves. But we are to guide them to get them there. And a lot of times, we don't get them there. We're just so excited they gave their life to Christ. And we say, okay, go. With no instructions. And a couple of months down the road, they're in the same old stuff that they was before. As leaders we got to be willing to give a little bit of our time, to give a little bit of ourself, to make sure they can make it on their own.
So we need to lead with humility. We need to be willing to speak what needs to be spoken. We need to be willing to do what needs to be done. We need to be caring about other people. And then we just need to make sure we're following up. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Dear and Father, I just thank you. Thank you for your words of encouragement, uplifting, and your spirit most importantly. And I just pray as we are about to enter into this time of the altar time, I just pray that you would begin to fill our hearts with things that we need to get right with you first and foremost. Secondly, that you would begin to put people in our hearts that we need to talk to and pray for and minister to. And also, I just pray that you would give us everything that we need in order to be the leader that you called us to be. We just thank you. Just very simply, I'm going to ask you to come up and find a place to pray. You can bring your Bible. You can bring a notebook if you like. I just want us to spend some time in prayer tonight. And I want us to begin to write down some things or be able to put it on our hearts or something. I would like for it to be eventually written down on a sheet of paper. But some things that you feel like God may be wanting you to do this next school year. I want people's names to be written down. And I would like to have two copies of this. I, w- I would like for you to have a copy to put on your mirror at home, put somewhere where you're going to look at it every day. And also, I would love to have a personal copy myself so I can join in you in prayer with this. And I just want us to begin to pray and seek God's will for our lives in these campuses this year. Because I just feel like that we need to make a difference on our campuses this year. It's a critical time in our society. And we need a generation that's going to rise up and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. So come forth, bring your Bible, bring a sheet of paper, a pen. If you need to go get something, I'm sure there's some paper, pens around here somewhere we can get. And let's just spend some time in prayer. And just seeking out what God would have us to do. And maybe some names of people that God's placed on our hearts. Pastor Nathan, if you'll put on some music.